And now it is time for Benedettiville's Small Town Adventures. the smoke because I'm in the studio with a very special guest host today. Cooper, welcome to Benzettyville Small Town Adventures. Thanks for joining us. How how you doing over there? Good. Yeah? How's it feel to have the headphones on and the microphone and all that? Good. Yeah? Uh, Cooper, how old are you? Six. Yeah? Where do you live? Petaluma. How do you like Petaluma? Good. Well, we're excited to have you on Benedettiville Small Town Adventures because, um, among other things, Cooper draws dragons. Uh, he's got great stories. He's got great imagination and great creativity. And because of all those things, he's pretty much a member of Benedettiville. So he's here. We're going to hang out with you. Uh, I know Blue has been really wanting to talk to Cooper, so Blue's got uh, an interview coming up a little bit later on. Now, Cooper... Uh, I don't know uh, if you know this, but um, it's a special day for Benedettiville because uh, a book just came out. Do you know what book I'm talking about? Yes. What book? Draw Dragon. Yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, Benedettiville's Draw Dragon book. It's real now. It has, does it have pages and everything? Yes. More than one? Yes. And what is the book about? Draw dragons. Exactly. We're going to talk about this more during our book club because that's what our book club is going to be about this week. Uh, uh, there's a couple other things to do because it's also the Sunday before Thanksgiving. So we're going to talk about Thanksgiving. Cooper? What? How do you feel about Thanksgiving? Good. Yeah? Would you say it is your favorite day of the year? Yes. It's your favorite day of the year? Thanksgiving more than Christmas? More than your birthday? Uh, not my favorite, but my first favorite. I like Nice. I like how you've got them ranked. Um, so we've got that. We've got, uh, we're going to talk about dragons. We have a lot of the dragon talking to do because in honor of the release of Draw Dragon, the book. And then we're going to talk about Thanksgiving. We have some Thanksgiving stories to come up with. Um, and we have a poem today. We're back on the poem train. And I'd like to read the poem, but I can't read it if uh, if our producer, Dave, 
doesn't help me out. So, Dave, uh, give me some story music, man, and I can do my poem. Come, Dave. Dave. I'm sorry, Jim. I, I got it, man. I, I was all distracted because Cooper's here. Dave, don't blame this on Cooper, man. We always have guests in here. That Your job is to put the music on. Right. Sorry, buddy. Let's see. Is it there? There it is. Hey, thanks, Dave. Hey, Cooper, today, uh, you like, sometimes we have poems, and we have a new poem today. It's about, uh, it's about all the smoke that's been in the air. How do you feel about all that smoke that's been in the air? Uh, mm-hmm. Do you like it? No. Have you been wearing masks? Yes. Yeah, we've been wearing masks, too, so for this, for this poem, I need to put this mask on, because that's part of the poem. Yeah, you I wish you guys could see this. Cooper's looking at me like, what are you doing, man? You're inside. You're mask-free. Well, this is all part of the poem, so we're going to put the mask on here. All right. Can you guys hear me out there in Benedettiville? I hope so. I've got my breathing mask on. And this is a poem called Smoky Days. Can you even understand me? It's hard to understand me. I feel like Darth Vader. Do you know who Darth Vader is, Cooper? Yes. Okay, just checking. <clears throat> Smoky Days, a poem for this last week of our lives. I'm reading you this new poem through a mask. But why read with the mask on, you may ask? It muffles up your voice. If there was another choice, I would ask you not to wear it for this task. Well, I'm wearing this contraption, gentle folks. Because of all the haziness and smokes, it's been super shady, gloomy, kind of spooky kind of do me, and now I'm getting lots of coughs and chokes. It's not my favorite thing, I must admit. It's stinky, and it never seems to fit. I've discovered that I've had some breath that's pretty bad, and I'm not enjoying wearing this one bit. Ugh. But when I start to think I've got it rough, I realize that mask life ain't so tough. My heart and thoughts recall those folks who've lost it all lives and towns and homes and all their stuff. So wearing this old mask is fine with me. It keeps my lungs and nose and mouth all clean and reminds me that there's folk who could use help in this smoke and a helpful neighbor is what I'd like to be. All right. Mask's off. I'm back. You guys, so that's, that's our poem for Smoky Days. All of us Sonoma County folk, we've been running around with masks on. Do you like do you like wearing the mask, Cooper? No. Yeah. So you know do you know Stella and Emmy, our daughters? Yes. You know them. They don't like putting the masks on either. It is really hard to get them to wear the mask. But it's true, they help out a lot. Um, and if you are looking for ways to help, to be a helpful neighbor, to help out some of the, the folks that have been affected, you can find all sorts of information out there. Do a quick Google search, how to help with the California wildfires. Um, if you want to get information on the fire, uh, Cal Fire is a great resource. You can check it out there. And, um, yeah, let's all be some helpful neighbors. That'd be great. Thanks, Dave, for that story music. You can, you can fade that down because we've got a big, shiny red light going off, which means that it's time for a word from our sponsor. We have a brand-new sponsor today, Coop. Can you believe that? Yes. We, we've never had this sponsor before, but it's all about dragons, so I thought it would be appropriate to have this sponsor for, um, you know, for today. So here we go. Let's see uh, if we can get our new sponsor music to happen. Are your dragon drawings not turning out quite the way you want it? 
Are your dragon drawings not looking quite as realistic as you wish? Do you need some extra dragon drawing practice? Or you're looking for a way to draw a dragon that looks like a real dragon? Well then, come on down to our community dragon life drawing classes. We get real dragons to come and model for our artists. Imagine having a luxurious hour to sit and sketch the shining scales and twisting anatomy of a real dragon. Imagine the detail, the accuracy, the way that the sun glints off of those shining horns, the way the wings unfurl and shade the rippling back of the majestic beasts, the way the smoke curls from its massive nostrils, the way that occasionally one of our students gets eaten. If you're interested, come on down to the giant field on top of the tall, bald hill outside of town. That's where the dragons land for class. Also, make sure that you sign the waiver, acknowledging the risk of being eaten, carried away, or burned up by fiery dragon breath. Also, no princesses. I'm sorry, but if you are a princess, please do not come to this class. The dragons cannot help themselves, and you will be snatched away. There's honestly nothing we can do about it. The classes are free, paid for by the Worldwide Society of Dragon Drawers. Come on down and enjoy real life modeling dragon life drawing. Thank you. I would love to go to that class. Cooper, would you take a real-life dragon drawing class where you could go and sit and look at real dragons and draw real live dragons? Uh, yes. I would, too. We should really look into this. Maybe we could go together. What do you think? Yes. What would be your favorite kind of dragon to draw if uh, you could draw any kind of dragon? Lava blazing dragon. What color do you think it would be? Red. And would it have lots of spikes, just a few spikes, horns? Would it have wings? What would it, what would it be like? Spikes, wings, and horns, like a bull. Yeah? Oh, that would be awesome. Like like the big longhorn ones that like kind of come out forward-like? I love it. Would it have a tail? Yes. Would the tail be short and stubby or long? Long. Would there be anything at the end of the tail, like a big ball with spikes on it or a spear or something? Like, like a spear. Like one of those spear tails? Man, I love the idea of this lava dragon. Well, let's get in touch with the community uh, life-drawing dragon people, and maybe we can go down and draw a lava dragon. What do you think? Yes. Okay, that'd be great. Um, do you know what time it is right now? What, what we're going to talk about next? It's time for... Cooper, did you hear that? I don't, you guys, I don't think he really got it. Okay, let's, do you know what time it is? Yes. Say no, wait, no, wait, let's do that again. Hey, Cooper, do you know what time it is? Say yes. No, wait, wait, let's do it one more time. This time say no. Hey, Cooper, you know what time it is? No. Oh, perfect. Well, let me just play that sound again because it's time for... That was, uh, that's just because I really like that theme song. I try and play it like as many times as I can. Um, well, the book for the Benedettiville Book Club right now is 
uh, a book that we made, and it's all about drawing dragons. And we have a friend named Amelia Lorenz, and she drew all the pictures. And I've seen it, and I like the pictures, but I'm biased because Amelia's our friend, and I've seen the drawings a lot. Cooper, though, you're new to the ball game here. What did you think about those drawings? Did you did you like them? Yes. Did you think that they were well? Let's see. What did you think about them? Anything? Good. Yeah, just good. Mm-hmm. You pretty nice. Yes. Move the story along. Yes. Very colorful. Yes. Yeah, you guys got to check this book out. We'll we'll give you information on how to find it. You can also just send us an email if you'd like more information, and that's mail at benedettiville.com. I know Benedettiville is hard to spell. I know. Um, but here's a way that you can remember it. B-E-N-E-D-E-T-T-I-V-I-L-L-E. Jenny made that up. Uh, I made up one that was more like a country song. It went like this. I'm not going to remember it. I'll tell it to you next week. Um, that's our book club. Uh, we kind of need you guys to check it out and tell us what you think about it because we're we're raving about it. Um, two thumbs up is what Benedettiville says about the book that they made. Oh, man. Uh, we have a new segment for this week. We kind of started it last week, but we made a song for it. it. sounds a little bit like the Benedettiville Book Club theme. Check this one out, Cooper. This is brand new. Let's see if we can get it to happen here. Could you tell what that said? Yes. What did it say? Things to do when you're stuck inside. Have you been stuck inside a lot the last week? Yes, but a little bit outside. Yeah, a little bit outside. Same, same for us. It has been hard to be inside this much. How, how have you been doing with it? Um, Legos. Lego, that's such a good call. Maybe we need more Legos. So, uh, let's, we're going to play the theme again, and I want you to remember your Legos idea, because that's what this segment of the show is all about. We need some ideas for... Oh, man. Um, extra backup uh, harmony and rad vocals from Stella. And Maya and Leah on that one. So, thanks, gang. So, I'm here in the studio with uh, Mr. Cooper. And, Cooper, what would you say is something that you can do when you're stuck inside? Um, Legos. Yeah, Legos is great. What do you prefer to make out of your Legos, sir? Dragons. You make dragons out of Legos? Yes. Will you please take a picture of a Lego dragon and send it to me sometime? I would love to see a Lego dragon. My brothers and I, we had... You know, before I say any more, I'd love to hear some story music. Dave, can you play some story music while we talk about uh, things to do when we're stuck inside? Yeah, sure thing, man! There it is. Man, hey, Dave hasn't fallen asleep yet today. He's doing pretty good. Good job, Dave. Hey, Cooper, you should tell Dave he's doing a good job. Good job, Dave. He just loves to hear that positive feedback. Um, so my brothers and I, we, we had a big bag, and it was literally a, like a sack. It was like a cloth sack full of Legos. Every Lego set that our older cousins had ever gotten, all of the Legos were in this big sack. And when we were stuck inside, we would dump the whole thing out in a giant pile on the floor. 
and then we would just build stuff. Usually we would build spaceships and then we would fight against each other, spaceship versus spaceship, and it probably always ended in a fight. I have three brothers. It was really fun making that, those Legos. Do you ever make spaceships? Yes. You do? Mm-hmm. Oh, do you ever use like the, the cool kind of see-through bright colored ones as like the little laser beams and stuff? Yes. Man, happy times with the Legos. <sighs> well, there's lots of other things you can do when you're stuck inside. You can read a book. You can, oh, we did an obstacle course the other day. That was really fun. We did like, it kept getting harder and harder and you had to like get through it in a certain amount of time. Obstacle courses are great. You don't even need a big house. You just got to make an obstacle course that makes you run back and forth a whole bunch. So, yeah, there's all kinds of things to do when you're stuck inside. You know what? I think we should maybe play that theme song one more time because it's brand new. It needs to get worked out a little bit. Are you ready to hear it one more time, Cooper? Yes. You know, another really nice thing to do when you're stuck inside? Well, if it's time to drop and you're not sure what to do, you've got your crayons and markers and some paints and pencils too. And you're looking at that empty page and it's staring back at you. Draw a dragon, draw a dragon, not a flower, a house, or a wagon. Draw a dragon, draw a dragon, no more lollygagging and lagging. So just draw a dragon, draw a dragon, they're the very best things to draw. Oh, dragons, 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 no matter where you are. Now. If you drew a dragon and the picture is all done, but you're still sitting at the table and you think it might be fun to draw another picture, but you're not sure where to begin. Draw another dragon, draw a dragon, with the scales all zigging and zagging. Draw a dragon, draw a dragon I don't mean to be bossy and dagging Just draw a dragon, draw a dragon They're the very best things to draw Oh, dragons, 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 dragons No matter where you are Oh, well, if you drew two dragons And your drawn hand is sore but you still got all that paper, markers, pencils, and pens galore. Then maybe, oh yes, maybe, you could draw me just one more. Oh, one more dragon, draw another dragon, with a mustache all droopy and sagging. Draw a dragon, draw a dragon. With this big happy tail all the wagon Just draw a dragon, draw a dragon They're the very best things to draw Oh, dragons, 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 dragons No matter where you are At home or in a car On a rocket going to Mars Flying around the stars with a friend whose name is Lars Smoking big cigars Hanging at the same bar Sipping coffee in a jar In Russia with the Tsar 
Ladies and gentlemen, hey, things to do when you're stuck inside, draw dragons. Um, while that song was playing, you in the audience have one guess what Coop and I were doing here in the studio. I think you were drawing dragons. Excellent guess, audience member. We were drawing dragons, and it's been awesome. Coop's a pretty professional dragon drawer over here, so... Uh, it was good times. I was trying to draw that lava dragon that he was talking about. Uh, well, uh, as usually happens during the show, uh, I'm going to have to step out for a second. Luckily, I've got my buddy Blue to come in. Blue's been uh, eager to talk to Cooper uh, for a while now. So he's going to come in, and they're going to talk. I'm guessing it's about trolls, but I'm not totally sure. So um, I'm going to step out, and I'm going to let Blue take over. And Dave, why don't you play Blue's little theme music to, to play him in? Oh man, that man, that music makes me so happy. Coop is so good to see you, dude. How you doing? Good. Yeah. Hey. Um, yeah, I like this music too. Hey, Coop, can we just rock out to this music for a second? Yeah, let's just rock out for a I think I just saw you yesterday, didn't I? Yes. Yeah, we were hanging out together, all kinds of cool library shenanigans. That was good to see you, man. Um, remember what we were talking about? Yes. Will you tell the good people of Benedettiville what we were talking about yesterday? Yeah, say it right into that microphone so they hear you. Trolls. Absolutely, we were talking about trolls. Did you know that a lot of people don't take troll safety seriously? Yes. Isn't that a shame? Yes. I bet they're all getting eaten by trolls all the time. Yes. <laughs> they're, probably like, they're probably all going into caves and stuff. I bet all kinds of trolls are jumping out of bridges and getting those, those poor people that ain't paying attention. But not you and me, right? No. Yeah, we got our troll safety dialed in. Hey, Cooper, I don't need to put you on the spot, but do you remember rule number one for troll safety? Can you tell the good people out there in front of Daddy Bill what that is? You're not going in deep depths Now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't mean to brag, but Cooper is kind of an A-plus style pupil when it comes to troll safety, and he nailed it right exactly on the head. Do not go into deep depths for the game. Cooper, can you imagine what would happen if you went into a deep depths for the game and there was a draw on that? Can you even imagine? Yes. I freak out when I even think about it. I get all really wild and lit, and it scares the bejeebers out of me. Oh, man. I got to sell that. Hey, Cooper, say something like really nice about like sunshine or something. Oh man, me too. Hey, thanks. That that's a really nice thing to think about when you get scared about trolls. Um, oh, hey, speaking about trolls, Cooper, do you remember the second rule of troll safety? I think I forgot. It has something to do with bridges. It has to do with like how you should go over bridges. No trip drop. Yeah, no trip dropping over bridges. 
Cuba, have you ever heard a story about the, the uh, three Billy Ghost Gruffer? Yes. You know what they did? Yes. Tell everybody what they did. Oh, they absolutely did. They did it so loud with their big uh, Billy Ghost hooves and that. Hey, where did I mean to go? Dave, Dave, wake up. Man, he always falls asleep during my show, man. Dave, wake up, man. Get out. Hey, Cooper, poke him. Poke Dave over there, will you? Oh, sorry about that. Man, thanks, Saving the day in so many ways today. Golly. Whoa, 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 what were we talking about? Soul safety tip number two is right. Okay. So soul safety tip number two was uh, don't trip top over bridges. And that's what the Billy Ghost Grub did. And do you know what happened to them? Yes. Trolls just jumped all over it, didn't they? Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, that's right. And there's a lot of bridges in Petaluma, so we got to be careful. Soul uh, safety tip number three. Do you remember what this is? This is a real tricky one. It has to do with wizards. Made friends with a wizard. Now, this is a weird one, and a lot of people don't get it because most people have never met a real wizard. Cooper, have you ever met a real wizard? No. Yeah, well, there's not a whole lot of real wizards in the human lands, I've come to find out. But do you know what? In puppet land, you cannot throw a rock without hitting some kind of big, bearded, silly hatted, robed guy wearing a, like stars and moons and carrying a big old staff and always talking on mystically and magically about doing spells and his denots and what's not. They're everywhere, man. Public lands are filled with wizards. But yeah, make friends with a wizard, you guys. Find a wizard, make friends, and hang out with him. Hey, cool. Have you thought of any troll safety tips that people should know about that we haven't covered? Um, don't fall asleep when you're running. Don't fall asleep when you're running? From a troll. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> I can't believe we overlooked troll safety tip number four from the good man Cooper himself. Do not fall asleep when you're running away from a troll. Now, uh, hey Coop. You ever had to run away from a troll? Um, no. That's so lucky, man. Hey, have you ever walked around downtown Petaluma? Like the town that you live in? Yes. Okay, now in downtown Petaluma, maybe you've noticed this. Uh, there's a bunch of things on the ground, like big old metal grates and covers and stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Do you know who lives down there? Yes. You get one guess. That's absolutely right, man. The trolls down there. And listen up, man. If you are jumping on those during the daytime when they're stupid, they get real mad. And they will jump out. And they will chase you and follow you. And then you'll be running from a troll. And troll safety tip number four. Don't fall asleep when a troll is chasing you. Cooper, you're a real champ on troll safety. I really appreciate it. Maybe we should start going into schools and doing presentations for people. What do you think? Yeah. I think so too, man. Do um, you have anything else to tell the people out there about Troll Safety? Am I missing anything? Yes. What am I missing, dude? If you see a cave that says giant candy or giant chocolate rolls inside, it's probably a troll trap, right? Like, how many candy stores do you know about that are in deep dark spooky caves? Probably nine. Nine? We should go check those out, man. I want to go check out a 
candy store that's in a deep dark spooky cave. That sounds weird, but also really cool. But if it's not one of those nine, then you gotta everybody you gotta go watch out, okay? And better be a safe than sorry. I think that's a pretty good rule of thumb with trolls, don't you think? Yes. Better safe than sorry. Okay. Well, my time is just about over here. Um, uh, I gotta get going. I'm gonna let Gio come back. And I'm sorry, because I know he's pretty boring. And uh, I'm pretty cool. But I'm gonna let him come back and sit in the chair and be on the microphone and stuff. Um, it's real cool hanging out with you. Can we do a uh, puppet high five? That's you gently tap me on the head. Yeah, dude, that's cool. I like you. It's good to have you in the studio. Uh, and until next time, thanks for all the cold safety uh, work that you've been doing, man. I'll see you around. Oh man! Hey Cooper, uh, did I miss anything? No. Was Blue in here? Yes. Okay, good. He was supposed to come in here. And, and did you guys talk troll safety? Did you guys help out the people of Petaluma? Yes. Oh, thank goodness. Um, do you know what time it is right now? It's not time for the Ben Daville Book Club, so don't worry about that. Story. You are absolutely right. Now, if we have time, we're going to do two stories today, but it's time for story number one. And one of the things that we've noticed here in Benedettiville is that a lot of holidays get stories. Have you ever heard, like, Christmas stories? Um, yes. I feel like there's a lot of Christmas stories. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard a Thanksgiving story? No. There's no Thanksgiving stories, right? Yeah. So we're working on making some Thanksgiving stories. The first one is a story, a Thanksgiving story, and I might need some help telling this, Coop. So if you have ideas, because I know you're a creative and imaginative young man here so if you have some ideas just holler all right and let me know what they are and uh we'll uh we'll tell the story together okay so uh once upon a time there were two neighbors they lived in just a nice little town probably a lot like Petaluma, and their names were ron and doug and ron lived on one side of the street and then right across the street i mean they could they could see each other's yards from, uh, you know, like they could see each other's front doors from their own front door. On the other side of the street was Doug. And every year for Halloween, they would decorate like crazy, man. You know, like the houses that decorate a lot for, for Halloween and stuff? Yes. You like those houses? Yes. Yeah, I do too. And every uh, Christmas, oh, they would decorate like crazy for Christmas too. And uh, every Easter, oh, you bet they would decorate for Easter even. Um, they started finding for Fourth of July all sorts of fireworks and stuff. They would do all sorts of stuff. And what they realized is that come Thanksgiving, they didn't do any decorating. Well, Ron was the first one to see that uh, Doug didn't have any Thanksgiving decorations up. And they were some they were pretty competitive guys. And Ron was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to decorate my front yard with some turkeys. So he went down and he got some fake plastic turkeys and he put them in his front yard. Now, when Doug came out the next morning, he looked out and he said, Well, I'll be darned. Ron's got turkeys in his yard. I, I'm not going to be out decorated by Ron. And so Doug put out some wooden carvings of pilgrims and Native Americans sitting down at a table and eating. It was pretty elaborate. It was pretty nice. You know, like people would go by and they'd say, Oh, isn't that nice? And that made Doug really happy. But guess what? It made Ron 
real mad. And so Ron said, oh, well, Doug's got some pilgrims, huh? Well, I too can play at this game. And Doug uh, uh, and Ron was at his house, and he was working all night and all night. And the next morning, when Doug came out with his cup of coffee in his hand to go pick up his newspaper, what did he see? Across the street in his neighbor's front yard, two giant blow-up turkeys, like the, you know, like the big inflatable ones that people put in their front yards, and a mountain carved out of freshly cooked mashed potatoes. And Doug looked at it, he said, well, I'll be, that's, the most, that's the most mashed potatoes I've ever seen in my whole life. That's, well, this is getting, this is getting pretty serious now. Well, Doug was not one to be outdone with the decorating, so he went and he found a way to make turkey drumsticks into, uh, like, kind of like hung Christmas lights, but they were all yellow and red and brown and fall colors. And then uh, he uh, he took all the, the trees in his front yard and he, he strung them up with, with big old things of stuffing. Like, you know, sometimes people do, like, uh, popcorn strings. He did that with, with stuffing. And he's like, oh, it's beautiful. And when... Uh, Ron came home from work that night and he saw all the lights around Doug's house and all the turkey legs and all the stuffing up there. He said, what? What's Doug up to? I will not be outdone. And so then Ron was getting mad and he's, he dug a moat all around his giant mountain of mashed potatoes and it was a deep and wide moat and then he filled it up with gravy. And then Doug said, I said, well, be darned. And so he built a giant turkey, but he built the giant turkey all out of turkey. And then they kept going and they kept going and it kept getting wilder and wilder and more food and more giant creations until finally the neighborhood started to complain. Can you imagine how stinky it would be if you just left mashed potatoes and gravy out in your front yard for a week? It would be pretty rotten. Yes. And if you just left a turkey made out of turkey out in your front yard for a couple of days, not so good. They had a, a big rat problem and raccoon problem after a few days, and the neighbors finally came over and they went, knock, 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 knock. Ron, Doug, you guys have got to knock this out. This whole Thanksgiving decorating thing is just totally crazy. And Ron came out in his front yard and he looked around at his giant mashed potato mountain. And he had to get in a boat and he had to kind of row himself over the gravy moat to get out to the street now because that's how big the moat was. And he, he got over there. And Meanwhile, Doug was coming out of his front door and he was crossing over all the big piles of turkey bones and turkey legs and stuffing strings and he made it out to the street. And they looked at the mess. And they looked at all the crazy raccoons running around eating everything. And they said, Hmm. Well, you know what, Ron? Maybe, uh... Maybe we took it a little too far for the old Thanksgiving decorations. And I said, yeah, 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 you might be right, dog. Yeah, you might be right. And they shook hands and they said, you know what? I'm, I'm pretty thankful that I've got a neighbor that's got such Thanksgiving spirit. You know what I mean? And, uh, and Ron said, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. You've got, you've really got it, Doug. And Doug said, hey, thanks, man. Hey, maybe, maybe we could, uh, decorate a little something together and clean up this mess. And that's exactly what they did. They cleaned up the crazy Thanksgiving food mess and they put on a big old Thanksgiving party for their whole block. And that became a tradition. And then they did it every year. And every Thanksgiving, everybody would look forward to Ron and Doug doing their Thanksgiving party. Man, it was a wonderful thing. The end. <laughs> the end of the story called Ron and Doug's Competitive Thanksgiving Decoration Story.
Thanks for listening to the uh, Thanksgiving story, everybody. What do you think, Cooper? Do you, do you think it would be pretty cool to decorate with mashed potatoes like that? No. I think it would be, I mean, like, just a little bit. What if you had a mountain of mashed potatoes in your front yard? I mean, yes, it would be a little bit gross, but wouldn't it also be kind of fun? Mm. If you had a sled, I bet you could take a sled down a mountain of mashed potatoes. Well, maybe a teeny bit fun? Wait, imagine this. Imagine that the mountain was, like, taller than your house, and you had a sled, and you and your brother could, like, take the sled to the top of the mountain, and you'd be like, shoot, going down. Yeah. Okay, and then, well, a, a gravy... A gravy moat would be pretty gross. I no, that would be fun. You, if you, if it's like bigger than your house, you could just slide down and it would skid across the gravy, or maybe fly across it. Oh, you could make like a a, a launching ramp and like fly oh, right yes, over the moat. Yes, yes. oh, oh. All right. Um, attention, Cooper's parents, and uh, we need to buy a lot of potatoes. Buy as many potatoes as you can get and mash them up because Cooper and I are on a mission. We're going to make a giant mountain out of mashed potatoes, and then we're going to launch our sled off. <laughs> uh, scratch that. Don't do that. That'd be kind of a waste of potatoes. Yes. But it's a cool thing to think, <laughs> cool thing to think about. What? What? Ah! Um, okay. You know what we're going to do next? What? Let me see what we're going to do next. I think what we're going to do next is hear from our good buddy, Robert Boss. Are you ready for that? Yes. Let's see what Rob. This is uh, an old Robert Boss episode, but it has to do with drawing dragons, so I thought it was apropos for the day. Take it away, Robert. Robert Boss with me, Robert Boss, the world's only painter on the radio. My innovative techniques and brilliant painting solutions have gotten me kicked out of every art school and every TV station I've ever been in so far. But the good folks here at Benedettiville have seen fit to give me a chance on their very, very terrific show. So let's get to it, shall we? Okay, this week, in keeping with the theme, let's just paint ourselves a dragon. Just a happy, swirly dragon flying around his happy sky up there, okay? I've got all my paints and materials out here, so just take a quick look at what I have and make sure you have what I have, okay? We don't have time to go into every detail, because these radio segments, they come real fast and furious, don't they, folks? Okay, well, let's get painted. I'm going to just squeeze this tube of blue paint into my hand here and just sort of heavily smear it onto the canvas. Yeah, there we go. Just, just like that. And if it's squishing through your fingers and making a general kind of douchey sound, then you're doing it right. Uh-huh. Okay, now a bit more smear here. And we've got it. Oh, that looks so nice. Okay, next, let's start on the dragon. A happy, slappy, dappy dragon of ours, okay? Now, I'm going to outline a real nice dragon shape. And you'll notice I'm using mainly my beard and mustache for a brush. It's the best way I've found for outlining a dragon. Now then, 
let's get some color in our dragon, okay? And because I want a real big dragon today, I need a way to get a lot of paint on this pointed, asymmetrical, weird old canvas. And a big brush, maybe even a mop, even my tremendously bushy beard and mustache will be too small for this big job. And that's why I've modified this MS-880 Magnum heavy-duty chainsaw from the Gristle Power Tools Company. There's enough power in here to cut down a forest of trees. And with my little saw-to-brush modification, I can paint 200 square feet a minute. Let's see how it works for a dragon. Here we go. Oh, yeah, that sounded good. Oh, yeah. take off our safety gear and uh, have a look. Hmm, isn't that just a beautiful, happy-looking, splattery all-over dragon? And you know what? As a bonus, the rest of the Benedettiville Radio Studio here is covered in paint. Well, you're welcome, Benedettiville. The studio now looks so nice in such a nice, splattery kind of way. You know what? And so is that dragon. And... I can't imagine anything we could do to improve this painting. This painting is another Robert Boss masterpiece. The only thing left is to sign it. So I'll just get a little swish of the mustache on there. And we're done. Thank you all so much for joining me. I hope you had fun painting along at home. And we'll see you next time right here on Paint Like a Robert Boss. Take care out there. Can you believe that guy, Coop? He's like, he's completely nuts. I think Coop said it best. He said that uh, Robert Boss is nuts. Certifiably crazy dude. Yeah, there you go. Uh, these headphones can be a little bit like a Rubik's Cube sometimes, trying to figure out how to get, it, get them unfolded on the head right. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Robert Boss comes in. Like, who paints with a chainsaw? Like, no one. Nobody. <laughs> it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. And um, I, I don't really know why we keep letting him come back and paint here. He really messes everything up pretty bad. But uh, I don't think he has anywhere else to paint because he's pretty crazy. So we have to let him, like, do it a little bit. You know what I mean? Yes. Otherwise, what would he do? I don't know. Yeah. What if he just, like, started... What if you were walking downtown Petaluma and all of a sudden some crazy guy with a chainsaw showed up? You'd probably run away screaming. Yeah. It would probably just be Robert Boss trying to make a painting, but it would be pretty scary. So it's good that he has a place to do it, you know? We give him a safe place to be crazy. Yes. All right. Well, uh, that red light's going off again, so we're going to have to play a word from our sponsor here. This is another brand-new sponsor. We've never uh, we've never heard from these guys before. They're called... Uh, well... I'll let them explain it. So, um, uh, Dave, go ahead and play that uh, that new music from our uh, our new sponsor. We 
I've never heard of an eating academy before. Have you? No, never. Yeah. What do they even teach you how to do there, you think? Probably just eat when you fall. Yeah. I, I don't know how this works, but uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious. What if we went just, like, to investigate? Yeah. Like that, mm-hmm. And then just see, like, what they do. Yeah. What do you think they would do? What do you think the classes would be like? Like, just trying like, to get money? Yeah. I don't <laughs> <laughs> I think you totally nailed it, bud. Uh, but, uh, hey, we're not supposed to say that about our sponsors. Um, we're supposed to say they're great. Uh, hey, it's time for another story. Did you know that? No. Well, it is time for another story. But first, before we tell the story, some people might have forgotten that they're listening to Benedettiville's Small Town Adventures. So I like to remind them by playing um, this thing right here that tells them what station they're listening to. KPCA Free Range Radio And then uh, I've got this cool thing here that goes like this. You're listening to Benadavidville, KPCA FM. Do you recognize that? Yes. I would hope so. Yeah, that's my man Cooper on the mic introducing Benadavidville. We play that like every week, so thanks for doing that. It's nice to have you in here so we can thank you personally. Poisonally and poison. Um, story time, it's story time, story, ah, can you just give Dave a little kick, he's not playing the story music and it's story time, harder, a little bit harder, Ow! well sir, if you're right Dave, you gotta wake up when it's story time, <laughs> and that Cooper's got a strong kick, he's like a soccer player over there, yeah, I'll say, here's the story music, alright, there we go. Well, we've got another uh, Thanksgiving-themed story this time. This one's not so much about decorating for Thanksgiving. Uh, this is more uh, about... Oh, let me see those headphones there, Coop. Hold on. We're going to postpone the story until we get these headphones figured out. And uh, a one. And a two. And a one, two, three. So this isn't so much about decorating for Thanksgiving... This is about turkeys. Cooper, have you ever made a turkey sound? Um, yes. I wish Jenny, Jenny is not in the studio today, but my wife, Jen, is so good at making turkey sounds. What, do that again. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to do my... I, I learned from Jenny, and I try and do a turkey sound. Mine isn't as good, but I'm going to try... <laughs> That's my turkey sound. Jenny's is way better. So uh, maybe we can get her to do that next week as like a, an homage to Thanksgiving after the fact. Um, but this is a story about turkeys. Because on Thanksgiving, do you think turkeys are really big fans of Thanksgiving? Um, yes. You do? And why do you think a turkey would be a big fan of Thanksgiving? Because they eat it. <laughs> exactly. So my idea was that maybe turkeys didn't like Thanksgiving because they didn't like getting eaten. That's, that's the, where this idea starts from, okay? So, uh, uh, once upon a time, Oh, what's a good name for, like, a turkey that's going to fight against people trying to eat it? Turk fight. Turk fight? Oh, my goodness. You are so good at coming up with cool. That was a great name. Okay. So, once upon a time, there was a turkey. And this turkey wasn't going to stand for another Thanksgiving of watching its family, its brothers and sisters and friends get boiled up and smoked up and roasted up. No, this Thanksgiving, one turkey was going to fight back. This is the story of Turk fight the turkey. The turkey that would lead all of turkey kind to freedom from being eaten on Thanksgiving. And this is how the story goes. So Turk fight grew up and he was a very rough and tough turkey. And uh, he had some turkey tattoos and he always wore a turkey bandana. And uh, he was real tough. And he decided that no more Thanksgiving. He had a plan. He'd been working on this plan all of his life. He was going to become the turkey force. And he would lead all turkeys to freedom. The first thing that he did was he made cool darts out of his turkey feathers. Because you know, like, feathers are kind of shaped like darts? Yes. Yeah, they're like, you like, boo, boo, boo. So they, they sharpened the edges the ends of their turkey feathers, and then they dipped them in a sleeping serum. And somehow, they're just brilliant animals, turkeys are. They're just so smart. And these turkeys figured out, led by Turk Fight the Turkey, they figured out how to make a potion. Now, Cooper, tell me, have you ever gotten the feeling where you finish, like, a really big meal, and you feel super sleepy? Has that ever happened to you? Never. Never? No. Like, you'll sit at the table and you'll eat tons of food and you're just fine? You don't feel like, oh, I need to go take a nap now? No. You sure? I'm sure. You're superhuman. That might be a superpower. Cooper, are you a member of the average superhero legion? Mm, no. Are you, like, eat and never get sleepy guy? Because uh, that is an average superpower. If I eat a big meal, I'm like, I'm passed out, man. Well, anyway... What they did is they figured out how to make that super content, warm, drowsy after-dinner feeling, and they would dip their pointy feathers in it, and then if they threw them at you, and I got you, you'd be like, hey, what? Oh, I feel like taking a nap. And you'd just fall right down and take a nap. So they, uh, in the forest, they found an old abandoned VW bus. And because these turkeys, you know how smart turkeys are, everybody. Because these turkeys were so smart, they fixed up that old VW van and they turned it into their turkey mobile. They turned it into the Turkey Force van. Dun, 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 and they started riding around. 
loaded up with their feathers, and they went to a turkey farm. And it was dark. It was the night before Thanksgiving, and they stopped at the very first turkey farm they saw, and they all got out of the van. And Turk fight led them, and they saw there were some guards out front, and they were just some guys, you know, uh, making sure that everything was safe on the turkey farm. And they took out their feathers, and they went, and the guard said, hey, did you hear something? The other guard said, no, I didn't. Ah! Hey, that kind of, oh, I'm sleepy. And they passed out, and the turkeys and they flew over the fence, and they went and they busted out all of their turkey friends, and then they all piled into that DW bus, and then they went down to the next turkey farm. What do you think happened at the next turkey farm? Same thing, exactly. I wish you guys had seen that. He just just totally acted out some more guards getting shot with darts and passing out and they did they passed right out and then uh, they went to turkey farm after turkey farm and they had all the turkeys were free except for one farm Jenkins turkey farm the most high security turkey farm that existed in all of the lands Jenkins hired the meanest toughest guard dogs and all of his guards that he had on his turkey farm around the giant concrete walls had uh, dart proof armor and they said what are we going to do and Turk fight went <laughs> which in turkey language means leave everything to me guys I got this and he flew out of the, that VW van and all the turkeys inside were no scare at all hold up <laughs> and he went and he he flew through the shadows to shadow, like like darkness itself. And he had his darts with him. And there was only one place on the guards that was exposed, and that was the very tip of their nose. And you had to have a total perfect bullseye shot if you were going to get him. And luckily, Turk Fight had practiced since the very moment he had hatched from his egg, throwing his little feather darts. And he and then some of the giant hairy dogs came, rawr, 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 came up, but Turk fight didn't. He also knew turkey kung fu. And he went, and he totally uh, kung fu the giant hairy dogs that came up. And the guards all had feathers stuck in their noses, and they were all passed out. And finally, Farmer Jenkins himself was awoken by the barking dogs. He said, what's going on out here? And he saw Turk fight. He said, no, not you, not Turk fight. And Turk Fight said in Turkey, he said, Yeah, that's right. I've come for all the turkeys. But uh, Farmer Jenkins couldn't understand him. All that Farmer Jenkins saw was a turkey wearing a bandana, holding some darts, going, And then Turk Fight threw with a feather, and it got got him right in the kneecap. And he went, Oh, I'm very sleepy. And all the turkeys were freed. And Turk Fight and their VW Bug led them all to a place called Turkeyopolis, where all turkeys are free. And for Thanksgiving, they eat tofurkey, and they are alive and well. And so they will be to the end of their days, living happily ever after. The end. What do you think about that? <laughs> I think so too. Cooper, do you know what that music means? Yes. It means we've come sadly to the end of our episode. I think we should just hang out and just do some more episodes like right now. I've had a really good time hanging out with you. Thanks a whole bunch for being my co-host today. Let's get a uh, right in front of the microphone high five. Yeah, that was a great one. So ladies and gentlemen, we're at the end of Benedictville Small Town Adventures episode this week. 
Um, that was my buddy Cooper coming in to guest host the entire time, so we'll say thanks again. The Draw Dragon book is out, um, and uh, things that you can do when you're stuck inside. And happy Thanksgiving. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Second Helpings Eating Academy, and the uh, uh, Community Dragon Life Drawing uh, Group. We'd also like to thank PPCA, as we always do. Thanks uh, to John and Rob. And um, what else? Do we have any more thanks? You, you, have some, you want to do some shout-outs over there, Coop? You got some people you want to thank um, and say hi to? Thanks, Dave. Yeah, thanks, Dave. You did a good job today, buddy. We should also thank uh, Coop's mom and dad. Thanks, Don. Thanks, Amanda. You guys are great. And uh, say hi to you. Should say hi to your brother. You want to give your brother a shout out? Thanks, Shadow. Yeah. Hey, how's it going out there? And that's the end of our show this week. Thanks, everybody. What? What are you doing over there? The show's over. You can't play God Dragon right now. The show's over, man. Show's over. Put on the put on the other music. Cooper, what's happening?